0: Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Vellani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. We have got a lot on the docket today. I'm telling you, this is one
1: you're going to want to stick around for. Here's the number, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. That's the Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, or dog father Joey Vellani. On the show today, besides some great guests, first of all, if you have a turtle or ever wanted a turtle, a turtle, do you have a turtle? Many, yeah. What kind of turtle do you have?
2: Well, actually, he's a tortoise. I don't know if that counts.
1: That does count. Yes,
2: we're actually okay. talking about tortoises
3: oh, today.
1: I'm, okay. I'm,
2: a, tortoise talk.
1: I there's guess. a difference between a turtle and a tortoise.
2: I yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Oh
1: big. Oh big big the big. Size. Yeah.
2: He he <laughs> is an African spur thigh tortoise named Cecil
1: oh you will love our guest today she has eight African spurred tortoises and in fact she's the president or the what is she what is she's the branch uh blah 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 I should have read this before the show anyway she works she she's a big wig in the tortoise uh world let's just say that right now and I promise the next time that I tell you about her I'll know exactly what her title is yeah, it's just that, the way I good. roll around here at Animal Radio. I've got to
2: tell you, Cecil, you know, people don't think tortoises are affectionate, but Cecil comes running, as tortoises can run, to you when you go up on the deck where he has his house, and he wants to be rubbed around his neck and scratched. Oh, he is so sweet.
1: Mm. Well, they have a lot of personality, I understand. Oh, yeah. And they live they a do. long time, too, so you mm-hmm. have to have them in your will if you have them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. So we'll find out a little more about that in just a couple of minutes here. Uh, also, cats, flying cats. Circus cats, amazing acro cats. Cats that play in a band. Really? Really rock, it's a rock band. I cannot I believe it. This. I know. Their guardian's gonna be on with the us cats today. meow. Yeah, it really is cool. And uh, speaking of cat's meow, I see there's a lot of news in the last three or four weeks about blue buffalo food. First, mm-hmm. about three weeks ago, Hill Science Diet approached the National Advertising Association and asked that blue uh, retract some of their claims about food and about their food, the Hill Science Diet food. Now I understand Perina is suing them. What's what's going on? Can you give us a little tease, Tammy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Perina is suing, saying that blue buffalo has been lying about what's in its food. Blue Buffalo says Perina's got some kind of weird science going on here, but Perina wants to basically be paid for the money that Blue Buffalo has made off their products by what it claims is false advertising, so mm. this this is getting really hot.
1: Okay, we'll find out more about that coming up with news with Tammy Trujillo. It
4: could
5: snowball. I know. Yeah, it?
4: And of course, all I, of the I'd I'd want a piece of the action too if I had if I had a um, food company now.
1: All these companies, well, all the food companies are consolidating, so there's really like three or four major food companies now, which means all of your food is. Uh, really sourced from the same area, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. That's
3: good and bad. It's hard to tell now. Yeah. yeah, it really
1: is. I also have a good story today about a lost pet that was found alive after thirty years, thirty-three 30 oh years. A
3: pet that lived thirty-three years? Thirty. Thirty years. Okay. And, There's uh, only was, a couple
2: types that could be. I
1: know. Well, yeah. That's on the a way. Tortoise. Uh, you know what? Come over here, man. <laughs> he
2: gets he gets he gets smacked. Snacked.
3: I don't
1: know. I'm just, I'm just guessing here.
3: But what about a bird? I guess right? A parrot. A a
1: parrot.
4: right? Yeah, yeah
1: you're a bird guy. I would have yeah. thought you would have picked a bird first off. I know, but
4: then why am I getting a beating?
1: Because <laughs> I just love beating you, man. It's uh, any it's, excuse. Yeah, anything I can do to touch you, man. So anyway. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five is the number. We'd love to help you with your animals right now. Give us a call, Joey. What are you going to be talking about later on?
4: I'm going. Well, you threw me off here. I wasn't ready for this. I'm going to be talking <laughs> about. I really wasn't. I'm going to be talking about um, dogs that get groomed regularly and form knots and what possibly is causing that. Okay. Uh, two weeks
1: ago, I mentioned that Turkey is. Well, they have brand new laws. Are they instituting uh-huh. brand new laws for their animals there?
3: Yeah, for pet ownership, they you will... really got to jump through hoops and classes and courses and certificates. It's very yeah, you strict. Do a yeah. test. Yeah. And
1: I had brought up the thought that maybe, well, could that be done in the U.S.? Should it be done in the U.S.? Or would that be too much government oversight? And I got to tell you, I gave out the phone numbers two weeks ago on that. The phones have not stopped ringing no, yet on that. Still
3: calling. So if
1: you have comments about it, we'd love to hear from you today at 1-866-405-8405. Should we have the same laws as turkey for our animals, or is that too much government in our lives? Uh, let's go to the phones now and cure some of your pet problems.
6: Dr. Debbie. Hey there.
1: How are you doing?
6: I'm good. I'm juggling puppy behavior on one side of me.
1: <laughs> juggling puppies.
6: Yeah. Well, you know my my new puppy, and just trying to like keep my shoes from getting chewed, and um, the radio equipment did get nibbled on a little bit. I will tell you.
4: Uh oh. <laughs> but she's a dog. I thought you were actually juggling puppies.
6: Hey, so tell me what kind of trouble I'm getting into with uh, having a Bouvier.
4: Oh, hair-wise, she got a brand <laughs> yeah, new bootie. Yeah, tell
6: me. <laughs>
4: you know what? They're, they're they're great dogs. Um, but um, you you just they you just gotta brush and calming, brushing and, brush and calming. That's it. But um, you know what? The right way to do them is to hand strip them. You that's can find what a I hear. To do that.
6: Yeah, that's what I hear. So I'm I'm hoping to. What what is that
4: all about? What's hand stripping?
6: Hand stripping
4: instead of using instead of using a a clipper or 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 a scissor to cut the hair, basically what you're doing is you're actually pulling the coat out. So what it does, it actually it's a natural process that actually adds texture to the coat. It 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 completely changes the texture of the coat um, when you hand strip, other than clip. And when the dogs are shown, the working coat should be um, shown hand stripped because it's more weatherproof. And those dogs, basically, when they are working, were outside dogs. I'm glad we don't have to deal with that with the ladybug.
1: Yes. Let's uh, go to Nora. Hi, Nora. Uh, Yes, hello. Where are you calling from today?
7: Oh, Los Angeles.
1: And what's going on?
7: Um, we have a cat um, that I've had since she was a kitten, and uh, she adjusted to our house. It was a big backyard for her, and a house in and out. She can go in and out. Well, my husband moved, and he had to go to Sacramento, so he lives in an apartment. Now, we took her up there because we'd give my husband company, and now, this has been the third week, she will not come out from underneath the couch. Uh, she only goes to the bathroom. She eats a little bit, and she... Oh, And she goes right back underneath the couch or underneath the bed. Nothing else. That's Mm -hmm. all she does. I mean, she spends hours there, the whole day there, the whole night there. She's only coming out to eat and go to the bathroom.
6: Okay. Well, at least she's eating. That's good. That's a good sign.
7: Yeah,
6: yeah. Um, So has she been the only cat in the home? Oh, no. We had uh,
7: two, uh, uh, two other rescue cats at the house, but she was always the first one.
6: Okay. So she was in a cat with or she was in a house with multiple cats and now she's in the house alone. Yeah, she's in house. a little
7: apartment, seven hundred square feet, and okay. she does have windows to look out at and look at the squirrels if okay. she wanted
6: to. <laughs> okay. Well with kitties we, we just have to recognize any time we put them through uh, um an environmental change, it, it's a stress. It's a stress in their life and um in the ways that we can help her adapt to this is to recognize that cats don't deal with stress quickly or easily. So for many cats, relocating to a new home, um, it, it can take months. And, and three months is not unusual for a cat to work out and kind of settle into a new home. I think you may also have some of a challenge where we're coming from a household where we had, you know, other kitties around, and now she's all by herself. So so that even, yeah. too, is a type of, of psychological stress for her. She played
7: with all the time. Our, uh, mm-hmm. uh, she grew up, you know, to... They, Grew up together, and they play hide and seek and all this stuff. And you know, she, she really had a play
6: partner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, definitely. So that is a big change. So some of the things that I do recommend when we have a cat adjusting to a new home are going to be really look first at the environment that the kitty's in, and and what does the cat need. Well, cats need hide spaces. So, you know, if it's happening under the bed, we can try to offer and provide some alternative locations that you know are a little bit more um, opportunity for her to come out and be social. And that might be something as simple as a paper bag, um, hide boxes. Um, you can have the cat trees with a little hide um, hide spot in them up up at the very top of them. But really, recognize that cats feel secure when they know what's around them, and, and hiding is really part of their game. Um, but also, making sure that your husband keeps in mind keeping twice. keeping the environment suitable to her, so keeping it quiet, you know not having a lot of loud t v and um you know if if he 's having people over or any other kind of sounds of moving to really try to minimize that because any of those kind of sound stressors can can, can set her back and, and make it harder for right. her to want to come right. out of her shell uh-huh. but for me you know i I do a lot of behavior work at my office and I am a real fan on using some of the natural remedies to help our pets just cope, Mm -hmm. cope with these, you know, normal stresses that happen in their lives. And for me, the pheromones, which are the scent hormones, um, Mm -hmm. can be really useful for these applications. In my own family, I, I had my mom and dad moved into a, a smaller home for a short while. Um, and their cat was having problems and I prescribed pheromones for their cat and it truly can help and pheromones help um, they're basically the, the scent hormone when cats rub their chin on things and you see that really kind of happy smile when they're chin rubbing uh-huh. that is the general idea with a pheromone is it helps to induce that sense of calm and well-being and um, it, that would be a great thing to use and you can get that in sprays, plugins, ins um, different okay. forms for me, for a cat adjusting to New home. I would use a hormone like I would use cheap cologne around in the house to <laughs> so really treat the environment. You can't odium, and it really can have a positive benefit for something like this. Okay. Um, the other natural remedy that I do prescribe for dogs and cats with stress is. L-theanine, and it, it's basically an amino acid that metabolizes into a a type of neurotransmitter, and so it helps with kind of calming and, and just sense of uh, well-being. Um, this can, can you also spell be used that one for, for things like, I'm sorry, can you spell that one for me, please? Sure, L-theanine. It's T-H-E-A. N-I-N-E. And the L is just like a capital L prior to oh, okay. that. Um, there's some different brand names out there. Um, uh, Composure is one. Um, Anxietane is another. Um, but basically there, it comes in a chewable. Um, and you give it twice a day. Just a natural way to help them calm, relax, and just kind of adapt to some of these, um, stressful Okay. Conditions. So those would start. be the things, and then really having your husband just kind of kick back and say, "You know, I recognize oh, yes, it's going to take."
7: He has nothing to do there. And does, <laughs> we brought we brought her own bed. She does go in and then she comes out, but sits on it for a very like ten minutes and then goes on, right back underneath the couch. We brought two uh-huh. of her toys: a scratcher with her and good. a little mouse that spins around. So we did bring that for she can feel like, "Oh, this is home." But uh-huh. I'm glad you told me that it's going to take. It's not going to take. It's not an overnight
6: thing. It, yeah, yeah, and definitely, and anything that she enjoyed back in her previous environment. So, you know, if, if this was a long term move for her, you know, uh-huh. sometimes having another kitty to play with can make a big difference. Right, so that's right. something to consider as well, is if that helps her kind of cope. And every cat's different. Some cats, when they're faced with a move like this, if they're very outgoing, gregarious cats to begin with, they may be a bit more apt to to manage that change um, a little bit uh-huh. more up to speed. A cat that's yeah. more introverted. Quiet. Um, they may be the type that might have a little bit more uh-huh. challenges as they're acclimating into this kind of this big. Yeah, move. she's
7: kind of skittish even because she's been a rescue cat. She was she was a she was a rescue cat. Come right in. Uh, mm-hmm. So she was kind of skittish already. You know, like uh-huh. any little noise and then she'll just jump. You know.
6: Yeah. And I would have guessed that just, you know, from from what you're going through, that that would be kind of a typical personality for a yeah. kid dealing with this. Yeah.
7: Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, thanks so much for that information.
1: Hey, hey thanks for your call, Nora. We appreciate hey, I that. We
7: love listening to you guys on Sunday night.
1: <laughs> we love listening to you, too, and uh, we listen I, to I you. Used to and, hide, yes?
4: I used to hide in a bag when I first moved. It took you to, a few kept, months. They kept finding me.
1: <laughs> yes, I think in like three months before you actually came out yourself.
4: Came uh, out of the bag, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not
8: out, out of the closet, right? <laughs> yes, of
1: course. Let's get that straight. Toll-free 405 8405 to reach out to the Dream Team. You can also ask your questions via the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android as well as BlackBerry. It's a free download. Plus, you'll listen to the shows whenever you want. Wherever you want, and browse our resources. And don't forget, Doctor Debbie, our fabulous doctor here, who can answer all of your vet questions, has some some great books out there, like uh, owners' manuals or guardians' manuals for Yorkshire Terriers, Shih Tzus, Pugs, and Mini Schnauzers. They're called "How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend." We have links over at AnimalRadio.com, or you can do a search over at Amazon. Uh, Let's head back to the phones in just a couple of minutes. Tammy's going to have an update on this veterinarian out of Fort Worth, Texas who uh, apparently didn't euthanize some animals he was supposed to euthanize, use them for blood transfusions. The story gets even weirder. She has details on the way, as well as, what's going on with Blue Buffalo food? Why is Hills and Purina suing them? What's the deal? We'll find out coming up in just a couple of minutes right
0: here on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
2: Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more.
9: Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at Advanced Auto Parts when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and an oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30, 2014. Go to valvoline-usa.com for more info.
10: What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with custom ink. Custom Inc. has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed and we'll even ship your order absolutely free.
7: Start designing your Custom Inc. t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit CustomInc.com.
10: Gold Bond
0: presents Shaquille O'Neal. So I'm hanging out with my Gold Bond buddies, and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the Gold Bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again.
10: Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body. And new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders
5: to do the same for your feet. Stay cool with Gold Bond.
10: Hi, this is Fred
11: Willard on Animal Radio, and I, I'm I'm begging you, spay and neuter your animals. I'm sitting up and begging. I'll play, I'll roll over and play dead if you want. I'll follow you anywhere you want to go.
1: Well, Dr. Debbie, you rushed in today. You were? Uh... Yeah,
6: I did. I was a little bit frazzled. <laughs>
1: You've got a lot going on in the office there, don't you?
6: It's, it's raining sick cats and dogs and sick ferrets, I'll oh. tell you. Boy, uh, from ferrets that are almost seizuring to oh, no. um, dogs in labor. Um, t- you just name it, and it's happening right now here. <laughs>
1: it's, it's feast or famine for you, and of course you're the, really the only one here that could get called away on an emergency and probably get called away in the middle of the night. Fortunately, your husband's also a veterinarian, so he can understand that. We don't get called away for any... Nobody has, a like, a uh, DJ emergency.
6: No, so, but I, I know someone who has a wedding, they might need an emergency DJ, but does that apply? Yeah,
1: that's... Uh, I don't know if that that would be as much Shotgun of an emergency. Shotgun wedding. Jim, how are you doing?
12: yeah hey, I'm doing great.
1: How about yourself? Very good. Where are you?
12: Hey, terrific. Hey, I was, my question is, I've got a tabby kitty that's about six to seven years old, and we're having a little bit of trouble with uh, almost... You know, cats look when they do it, trying to cough up a hairball.
6: Okay.
12: It, what happens is there's no hairball there. we brought it to the vet on a regular visits and what have you, and it's the same type of symptoms: coughing up, coughing up. She'll come in from outside. She'll jump down from a chair. She'll get when she's being chased by the other cat, for example. They're playing. She'll stop all of a sudden and start the, the cough. And we've we've tried the um, the gel to help. Released the, the cat ball, uh, the, the hairball, and they've mm-hmm. also done an x ray, and there's no major obstruction. So the vet says, Well, you know, as long as the cat's healthy, and it's been going on for about two and a half years, uh, just Monitor it, and we'll take it from there. And I was just wondering, is there any other thing that you could suggest that's causing this?
6: Now, let me get this clear. Now, how often does the coughing actually occur? Is it a daily thing, several times a day?
12: Yeah, several times a day, and okay. it's, uh, it's somewhat intermittent. It's not every single day, but it could be first thing in the morning when she wakes up. and But it's generally when she gets excited or, get, or, or there's activity, heavy activity.
6: Oh, okay. All right. And let me ask you, how is your kitty's body style? Are we slender? Are we healthy really? weight or chubby?
12: No, she's slender. She's about eight and maybe eight and a half, eight pounds and a half uh, ounces. And she has not put on weight in the last three and a half years
6: well that 's good, because the first thing as you were describing these signs of coughing, especially after like activity or moving around, yes. you know is I tend to think of things like asthma in cats, which is actually very common um, in believe it or not, about one percent of the cat population is actually found to have feline asthma, and it actually is a disease where the airways constrict and very similar to the problem in people where you can 't get air. And um kitties that have asthma tend to be usually a little bit on the heavier side, and, and that makes it harder for them with that condition. And if the cough is just once in a blue moon, I probably wouldn't worry. But a couple times a day starts to get my... Yeah, my feelers up where I, I start to get uh, untreated, I, I'd like to see something happen there. So I would certainly say that it might be worth looking into asthma further. And beyond an x-ray, you know, your veterinarian may want to do things like blood work. And also, I would screen for heartworm disease. Heartworm, and right. uh, it's not as common in cats, but we know that can affect the cardiovascular system. So coughing would be something that I would want to check for that condition. But if, if it is something that, that your vet says, eh, you know, maybe this is asthma, um, there are some things we can do to treat that. Believe it or not, inhaler therapy, there's all sorts of different types that we can use for kitties. Uh, medications like steroids, such as prednisone or injections of steroids, can help give them good quality time uh, over a period of time. And then there's even... And bronchodilator so that's my first thought and I don't know that the hairball remedy is probably going to help us a whole lot unless we establish yeah, it that this it didn't do
13: anything right
6: yeah if it's coughing and we bring up a hairball then that's different but if it's coughing after exercise or movement then I'm gonna look at that lower airway system as potentially a problem there and uh, and just asthma you know at the top of my list there so that, I'd check into now, that a little bit more
12: now if they have asthma and there's no if we don't treat her for that is or...
6: untreated asthma can lead to further uh i don't want to say damage of the airways but it puts more stress on those airways uh, and we can get some other consequences i would encourage you to, in a very nice way to look into that a bit further
0: you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at one 405
14: 8405
8: get something started That's the sound of a Kubota BX Series, America's top-selling subcompact tractor for over 11 years running. And it's easy to see why. The BX is easy to own and easy to drive, with more for your money, like a rugged Kubota diesel engine, standard power steering, and four-wheel drive. But that's just the beginning of all the big potential this subcompact tractor brings to your property. Got lots of loading, hauling, and digging to do? Add Kubota's Quick Attach front-end loader or backhoe. How about acres of grass to mow? Add a Kubota mid-mount mower deck. The versatile BX is part landscaping crew, part property manager, and all Kubota. Now is an excellent time to make it yours with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota BX Series, America's top-selling subcompact tractor of the decade. Built for the best things in life.
2: Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer.
5: Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly the Traveling Lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world. Sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. (coughs) Sam
10: Adams summer ale season. <laughs> I love the summer ale. Cheers. Cheers. Woo, summertime's here. I
15: like the citrus. Crisp and refreshing.
10: It's light. It's not too hoppy. The
15: grains of paradise add a nice little spice to the beer. Smooth, refreshing. It's
10: summertime. Time for Sam Adams summer ale. It's perfect. It'd be great for cookouts, spending some time outdoors. This
15: is the experience
8: for a Sam Adams summer. I could drink that all summer long. It's really a good beer. It really is. Definitely a good summer beer.
16: Brewed especially for summer. Sam Adams summer ale. Boss beer. Pretty busted, massive. we
2: This is an animal radio news update brought to you by doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. May, it is Pet Cancer Awareness Month and the Colorado State University Veterinary Teaching Hospital has come up with a terrific program to help both kids and pets with cancer. A special pen pal program. It's part of YAPS. Now, that stands for Youth and Pet Survivors. And kids who have cancer write letters to pets who are also dealing with the disease. Pet guardians, of course, write the return letters and share stories of their own pets' struggles and triumphs. Annie Gillespie is the person who founded YAPS back in 2001. And since even though most of the kids actually get that the animals aren't really writing the return letters, they still write their letters to the pets and they express themselves in ways that they won't verbally express themselves to parents or doctors. And this really turns out to be an awesome win-win situation. The kids get a totally accepting pet, and the pet guardians get emotional support from the letters for what they're dealing with with their animals. I love this thing. Now, three Michigan bear cubs. They have a new mom. This is all thanks to Vicks VapoRub. Michigan State Wildlife officials coated these orphan cubs with the cold ointment. You know what it smells like, right? The Vicks, yeah, right? Well, here's the cool part. It masked the scent carried by the little guys. And this was important because they smelled like their original mommy. Hmm. So this way, they didn't smell like their original mommy. The surrogate moms found the cubs covered with something gooey, started licking them, and that gave them the new female scent. And she has started to care for them. Isn't that, that brilliant? Wow. I love this. Yeah. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
17: Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig.
2: Dear Maxwell, First off, hope you are well. And I am. Seems like all you do is promote Geico's web and app abilities. And while I really enjoyed your last commercial where you talked about how I could take a photo of my VIN number and add it to my account all via my Geico app, I've got to think it doesn't leave you much time for anything else. Do tell. Sincerely, Miranda Morgan. Well, Miranda. Thank you for asking. And this Geico spokespick does have time to do other things. For instance, I do a lot of VIN scanning to add a car just to tap away on the Geico app.
16: What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. What's the best way to bring people together?
10: T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Inc. Custom Inc. has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small. On-time delivery is guaranteed, and we'll even ship your order absolutely free.
7: Start designing your Custom ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again. Visit customink.com.
9: Hi, this is Clive Pierce from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio.
1: Here's the number once again toll-free. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 405 8405 To the dream team here, it could be Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, dog father Joey Volani, or Ladybug the studio stunt dog. I, I always have to check to make sure. She, some days she doesn't take calls, she's a little bit of a princess, and some days she just doesn't desire to talk to anyone. She's anybody. always
3: here, though. I have to give her credit for that.
1: I feel like that sometimes. I don't want to talk to people.
3: Yeah. I don't feel like a Now Let's shut this thing down.
1: Yeah. I want to be a dog in my next life is what I want to be. <laughs> I want to be her. Why?
2: Why do you want to be a dog? Well, he...
1: Because I've been called a dog this whole life, and I figured next oh, well, life I want go. to see what it's all about. That's uh-huh. What Makes sense. There. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download and listen to old shows as well as new shows and browse our resources. So download it now if you haven't downloaded the Animal Radio app. Very excited about our next guest. I'm welcoming Samantha Martin to the show. She's kind of one of those multi-talented, multitaskers. She does a lot of different things. And uh, one of the things that she does is she trains animals for Hollywood, as well as she kind of uh, curates this amazing AcroCats Cat Circus. And I figured we'd get her on the, on the show and find out a little more about what she does. Samantha, welcome. Hi. How are you doing today? <laughs>
14: oh, good. How are you doing?
1: Very good. Now, well, how, how many cats do you have at home?
14: Uh, Well, that's a loaded question. Yeah, I I figured I'd start off with
1: that right now. Personal cats are these. The cats that you have, I'm thinking 15, 16, maybe some of them work for you, maybe some of them don't, maybe some of them are retired. Tell me.
14: (laughs) Well, actually, there's 13 cats in my show, and then I have another five back in Chicago that just took me doing film and production work. Uh, And then I have currently five foster kittens that I'm raising until they meet their forever human at home. Okay. So, so the number fluctuates, but right now it's 18,
3: 18
0: 20, 23.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, most people lie about that. You can usually double the amount of so cats is, they we, have. We're they talking about 46 the cats there.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, Samantha, <laughs> Samantha, you talk about the show that you go around the country doing. What is the show exactly?
14: Uh, well, it's a troop of former orphans, rescues, and strays that, um, that have somehow come into my life over the years. And then I've, I've kind of I've found their strong point, like their, you know, basically their their special talent. Uh, just because they are my pets, I kind of watch what they do around the house. And then I came up with some cute tricks that would correlate, you know, their natural talent. So if I have a cat that likes to paw at things, I'm going to come up with some tricks that involve, you know, up there using their paw. If I have a cat that's always, like, racing up, uh, you know, the curtains or racing up a, a cat in your perch to the top, then I'm going to, I'm going to capitalize on, on that skill and go with something that that, that cat likes to do. So, um, you know, over the years, I, I put together this show. I started it about eight years ago, and it was very simple at that point, and I just had a couple ladders and a big rope and some pedestals that I found at Ikea that this looks like cat training tools. <laughs> <laughs> so um, And I kind of built up the show from scratch, um, and now, eight years later, it, it consists of 13 cats, and a whole set, like 2,000 pounds worth of props, and it ends with the finale of the Rock Cats, which is a troop, uh, which is a, a five-piece cat band. Actually, it's six-piece if you count the chicken uh, with cat and piano, <laughs> drums, guitar, chimes, cowbell, and then the chicken on cymbal and tambourine.
18: Wow! Do you and even- then I have
14: a I, I have a groundhog on the gong, but our gong needs to be repaired, so I haven't been able to add the gong into the band yet. So.
1: When I was a kid, I was a teenager. I played in a band, and there was a lot of attitudes. Do you have like one that wants to sing and and one that wants to play the cowbell? Do you have to deal with that kind of stuff?
14: Well, they all have their instruments that they that uh, that they play, so they don't cross over on the okay. instruments. But sometimes, if the uh, if the drummer, if, if the guitar player gets too close to the drummer, then there's a little bit of swatting going on in the middle of the show because you don't want that. Unprofessional like that. You know, it's just. Um you know they, there's egos involved and and the guitar players kind of all over the place and upsets up the drummer yeah. and then and then the chicken'll fly up at the keyboard <laughs> player and that upsets the, the keyboard player and you know so so there's you know, there's definitely uh you know problems in the band for sure
3: do they ever not perform and just refuse to and walk off stage
14: oh well there's always at least a couple of cats during every show that. That, you know, maybe they'll do their first trick and then they'll just, like, leave and just wander the audience. Yeah, that's like, walking you. from lap to lap
7: yeah. in the
14: audience and just <laughs> people are just loving it and just loving on them. And I'm like, oh. But then they'll come back and just in time to do another trick or they'll come back and I'll work them back into the show and, and re-add that trick later on. So there's a lot of this, like, silent communication between me and my assistants of, like, okay, they're, okay, Wiki's back. Okay, grab the, uh, uh grab the repelling. <laughs> or jack's his back grab the barrel uh, but yeah they are i mean they're never 100 percent cooperative because they're cats so they of course. kind of do things at their own pace when they want to do it what they want to do they pick and choose they're, they negotiate all the time where it's like how about this they're like no i'm not feeling that i'll do this instead and you're like okay <laughs> just go with it uh, but that keeps the show fresh and exciting and you can watch it like a dozen you can watch it a dozen times and every show will be different
4: Wow. I That's, think people are just amazed when they see cat sure. tricks because, well, unlike a dog, I mean, you don't you don't see it that often. When you do, you're like, "Wow, I didn't I didn't realize they can actually um actually learn this."
3: Well, you can't reason with a cat. A dog you can reason with, but a cat you can't.
1: Well, now, what was our who was our Russian friend that? Uh
3: Gregory Popovich. Gregory
1: Popovich does some, somewhat similar, has a show in Las Vegas, and he picks his animals. They're also uh, shelter animals and rescue animals, and he also picks them by what they do, what, what they already do. Was he a mm-hmm. mentor for you at all?
14: Uh, I I did meet him once, actually, uh, but my mentor was a man called Modus Desto, who uh, was, uh, was one of the original Hollywood animal trainers, and he trained the rats for Ben and Willard way back in the day so you know he worked on all those early you know tv shows and movies that you know before animatronics came around back when a, you know an animal trainer was really an animal trainer and, and you really, really had to train the animals to do some amazing things so you know he uh, you know i actually met him years ago when i worked on a documentary called Rat, because uh, i started my company with a cage full of rats like 25 years ago and i had set out in life to be you know I wanted to be an animal trainer for horror movies, so I had all those, like, creepy critters and those kind of hard-to-handle, to the misunderstood, you know, menagerie. And so I kind of sought him out when I was out here working on this documentary, and I spent, ended up being stranded here for for 10 days because of the heat embargo. I couldn't get my rest back to Chicago, so I just ended up staying at his place and getting to know him, and, I, and he, you know, we worked together every day, and I learned so much from him. So he, he actually is more, you know, I consider him to be my mentor.
1: We are with Samantha Martin of Amazing Animals. Judy, go ahead. I
3: was just going to say, you've worked with not just cats, but you've worked with chinchillas and lizards and alligator. What was the easiest animal to work with, and what was the worst or the hardest?
14: Well, the rats and the chicken is, are the easiest. Really? Um, yes. Okay. And I would say that... Why? why? They learn faster? Uh, no, yeah, they learn super fast, and they're not, they're not uh, affected by external stimuli wow. so especially like chickens like rats are even a little bit neophobic so you can perfectly pattern a, a rat to do a stunt and then somebody sets down an apple and that you know in the middle of the path and they're like whoa what's this where why is this here you know and it completely throws them off where chickens are you know once you have them trained they're very task oriented and and you know like there can be all sorts of noise and activity and something else can be set next to them and they just don't even pay attention to it so yeah, chickens are incredibly easy to train. Follow, you know, the next animal will be the rat, uh, and and probably more challenging um, are are some of the like the raccoon uh, family because they're very smart um, and if, if they're I mean they're really fun to train, but they have a temper. So
3: yeah,
1: like a you 2 year kind old. of
14: watch. Yeah, you know, like they'll go from like wanting to lick your face to, to wanting to bite you, just like a.
1: A beef. Most actors are that way, too. I know Robert De Niro was a lot like that. Hard to work with. <laughs> uh, I, You know, I have so many questions. You do so many interesting things, especially with uh, in respect to Hollywood, but we are out of time, so we're going to have to get you on again sometime. I want to give out your website. It's circuscats.com. Circuscats.com. Your show's mm-hmm. uh, coming up in Seattle, Washington, Portland, Boulder, Denver, or Colorado Springs, if you're listening in any yeah. of those cities and you want to make it. I'll put all of these dates up at the website here. Samantha. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us today.
7: Sure. Thank you for having
0: me.
1: We're going to head back to the phones toll-free, 1-866-405-8405.
0: 8- You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Dean Coombs on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter
1: your pets. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewie's. They now offer the new size, it's an intro size, the introduction packet of their raw and frozen dinners, including the Chewie's chicken dinner, the Simply Venison, the Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant. Check it out wherever Stella and Chewie's is sold. Let's all bow
4: now and kiss the Dog Father's ring. Kiss the ring, guys, yes. come on. Okay. I got a good question from a listener today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whose name is who? Who has a great name, Christy Huntley? I don't know why I like that name. Anyway, That's Christy nice. Huntley has a um a um Shih Tzu that she brings to the groomers every two weeks, like clockwork. The dog is um just about eight years old, uh-huh. and since um the dog was a puppy, they've been going to the same groomer every two weeks. Um, she's having problems though, noticing that the dog is. Getting matted in that, between that period of time. Now, she does say that she does nothing at home whatsoever to the dog. She figures that every two weeks going to the grooming salon should be enough. Um, why is this happening? And is there anything, you know, that, um, that, that she should be looking at besides just brushing and combing? Well, brushing and combing is definitely essential. Bringing your dog to the groom is every two weeks. Um, That's a really good customer. And in most cases, I'm going to say if there aren't extreme things going on there, it should be good. Now, the first thing you want to... Look at it, is is your dog is getting wet, um, is it going out in the rain um, all the time? Like if you're living in Seattle and it's raining every other day, your dog is getting wet, it's going to knot up. Or is your dog swimming? Other than that, um, if your groomer is doing a good job, and the way that you're going to check is when the dog comes home, just run a, a, a comb through the dog. Now, what she says in her long um, letter that she sent me is that she feels that the groomer is doing a great job because the dog looks great and feels good. One thing, though having your dog groomed every two weeks sometimes isn't the best thing depending on the types of products that they use. Now there's something that's called chemical mats which is caused by build up of product. Now, a dog that goes every four to six weeks to the grooming salon usually doesn't experience this because it's not so frequent. But every two weeks could be a little bit frequent, depending on what they're using in the coat. If they're using a lot of silicone-based products, um, which a lot of groomers use, because you get a really, really great and instant result that when you pick your dog up, you can't believe how good it looks. The problem is this builds up in the coat. And it's like anything else. What's going to happen is it's going to tack that coat up. So the coat's going to pick up every piece of dust, dirt, and it's going to get staticky. So it's just going to keep binding to itself. So what's going to happen is the hair is going to stick to itself. What I would do is if you can run a comb through your pet... Um, you know as soon as it comes home and that's not going to take too much I know that you don't feel like brushing and combing your pet but just run that comb through if there's no knots or tangles what I would suggest is tell your groomer if they can use a clarifying shampoo when they um, wash your pet and what that'll do is it'll flush out the old product that needs to come out so when they put new product in it's not going to leave a buildup. it's going to be fresh every time so you shouldn't have that same problem and that should correct the problem if that doesn't correct the problem, then honestly, then you're probably going to need to put a brush and comb through your pet because some dogs, you know what, honestly, if they have a really, really thick coat, um, may need um, attention, you know, other, other than just the professional grooming every two weeks. Yeah. But I would give that a try.
1: I don't comb for like two or three weeks at a time, and it gets a little bit tangled, too. So I can understand that totally. And yes, I'm
4: running around in the
1: sprinklers. so
3: I know. That That, ha- that hair on your back is totally out of control. I
1: know.
0: Maybe Joey could give me a trim. There you go. I'll bring the clippers in.
3: Pruning shears.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405.
1: It's Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. Toll-free, 405
6: 8405
1: Hi, Terry. Welcome to the show. Oh Hal. How, how you doing? Very good. I understand you want to talk to Dr. Debbie. Oh, yeah.
6: Well, what do you have going on there, Terry? Dr.
11: Debbie, I've got a German Shepherd. And, oh, by the way, Hal, I sleep with all five of my dogs when I go
1: home. Oh, you poor guy.
11: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got one that I rescued. That she's very dog-aggressive to my other dogs. Mm-hmm. Okay, the wife and daughter had her out here, oh, been about a month ago out in the yard. You know, we're still having to take shifts with them. And she went after the horse. Mm, and okay. the first time she went after the horse, she got grazed. This time she got a good kick. And she had to be rushed to the vet, and they put her on antibiotics and brain swelling medicine. And I oh, don't wow. know, whatever. The $250 bill is all I can tell you.
6: Okay, so she but had some major head trauma then, huh?
11: Yeah, she got hit pretty good. She took a good shot, but by the time they got back from the vet, the first thing she did when they let her out of the truck is she chased one of the cats up the tree. (laughs) (laughs) My wife described her as looking like Rocky after one of his fights. Oh, boy. Yeah, her head swells and everything, but her one eye has went black, and I know she's blind in it because Mm, I've I've caught her at the house. She's had her attention on something, and I've come around, and I've actually touched the eyelash, so I know she's blind in that eye. Should that eye come out or should we just kinda of let nature take its course or
6: Well let me ask you, how how long ago how long ago did this accident happen?
11: Uh it's been let's see, I was in Oregon at that time, so it's been about a month.
6: Okay. And when you look at the eye, do you see any part of what we call the sclera, the white part of the eye? It has
11: been. I noticed I was home briefly yesterday. It was one of them like passed through, took a shower, hi, how you doing, petted all the dogs and see you later, dear, you know. And she turned her head and she turned her eye and in the very, very corner next to her nose, I could see some white in there, which I hadn't seen for a while.
6: At this timeline, if the eye is still looking very discolored or if it's very enlarged, then it it may be time to really get that pressure checked in the eyeball. Um, We can deal with a blind eye, but what we can't deal with is one that has uh, pressure elevations or that's causing chronic pain. Um, The other thing is that we can suffer nerve damage from these type of injuries to the facial area, and that alone can cause problems with blinking. Um, Even if it seems like she can't see, um, I'd want to have this eye really, looked at um, because we may not have a blink response but we can still see
11: she 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 does have a blink response
6: okay so but i mean when you say you touched her eyelid or her eye and she didn't respond to that i
11: got to her uh her eyelashes. i didn't touch her eye but like i I sneaked around from behind where she didn't see me and i got my finger close enough i touched her eyelashes and she blinked but she also the wife you know spends more time on them because i'm truck driver over the road and she says she does blink Mm-hmm. Know, but you just, you, you can't, I mean, I know she's blind in the eye because she couldn't see my finger.
6: Well, I, I think definitely we need to get a, a veterinary eye on her eye because that's how we're going to really de- decide this. But for me, if it's been that time frame and the eye is discolored, there could be the very big possibility that she's uncomfortable and painful with that eye. So um, in those situations after a major trauma, sometimes removing the eye is the kindest thing for the pet. Um, and also it can help avoid some of those long-term complications where we can have problems where I mentioned the pressures getting up like glaucoma in the eye or, you know, even just having um, other types of uh, damage to the nerve structures where we can have ulcers form and dry spots on the got eye. a
11: little, uh, you see it on dogs, like they've got, I call it snotty eyes. Mm-hmm. And she had a little bit of that for a day or two, but it seemed to go away too.
6: Yeah. Before I say cut the eye out, I want to have a vet on the ground look at your doggy's eye. But it is a possibility. And that may be a very real one we need to consider. Um, especially after something quite this big of a trauma. But you know what? Gosh, you know, the next trauma is going to come. This kid's got to learn. Um, and you've got to get some control over her so she does not uh, put herself in harm's way like this. 1-866-405-8405
1: one 405 8405 Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. This awesome programming is underwritten by Litter Robot. It makes cleaning the litter box as simple as changing the kitchen garbage bag every few days. Here's how it works. Seven minutes after the cat uses it, mm-hmm. Litter Robot automatically rotates. Its patented litter shifting process g- gently separates the waste and clumps from the litter. It does it so well. The reason it's patented is because it can save you up to 50% in litter. Wow. That's how well it sifts. It doesn't require any special waste trays or expensive litter crystals or chemical cartridges. Simply use your favorite clumping litter and a kitchen garbage bag. It's made in the USA with a 90-day money-back guarantee and an 18-month full warranty. It is awesome, and it's available to you. Yes, sir. I
3: was going to say, it's awesome. You look at it and you wonder, how can someone hate this thing? And I have to say, there's somebody in my household that hates it
1: the litter robot yes who, who would hate the litter robot my dog oh
3: because it sifts it before she has a chance to she get to it so, so she yeah kitty roca yes so she's a little disappointed with the litter robot so okay
1: so everyone's satisfied with the litter robot but except the ladybug <laughs> the studio stud dog who can't eat kitty roca anymore yes, it's gone too too fast check them out litter-robot.com
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream
5: Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Vinnie Penn here coming at you on Animal Radio, your resident party animal. The topic du jour, or, or, or dare I get cheeky and say a pet peeve of mine. When that friend of yours that you haven't seen in years, a girlfriend of mine, came up to me recently and said, do you want to see a pi- I showed her pictures of my kids, and she said, do you want to be- see a picture of my kids? And she pulls out a photograph of two dogs. I don't know that there's anything more frustrating than this. I get the sentiment of the couple who's decided against having children, but to get a dog together and regard that as that's our child and to regard it seriously. That's what's kind of appalling Or the people who do it. say, if you do it tongue in cheek, that's one thing. But to show a photograph of two Rottweilers in enormous hand knit sweaters and say, these are our kids, Chip and Eagle. They're not your kids. I'm all for the treating the pet like a member of the family. I had two dogs in my lifetime and they absolutely were members of our family. They were man's best friend. I am down with all of that, but they are not your children. As a father, I take offense to it. I have two kids of my own and it is a totally different situation. I, 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 I feel ridiculous even trying to, to lay out why it's so. Silly. Now, granted, I dated a few girls in the day where I, I could have had children with them and they would have been dogs. I, I mean, I I get all that. But to show that photo and say, dead serious, these are our children. We love them like you love your own children. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because my kids would never have that tartar build up on their teeth. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. Celebrating
0: the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, dog trainer Alan Cable, groomer Joey Volani, communicator Joy Turner, and here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis.
1: You know the numbers, and if you don't, why not? Write them down. You may not need it now, but someday you'll say, I have a question, why is my cat doing this, or why is my turtle doing... Why is my flamingo molting? Don't reptiles <laughs> only do that? Uh, you can call 1-866-405-8405. Of course, you can also download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and ask your questions right from the free app. Uh, today, a big show. This hour, we're going to talk turtle, if that's okay with you. I have a... A friend, on who's...
3: You know, like I said, I should correct that. It's actually tortoise. Tortoise. Because I, I personally don't know the difference. I thought turtles, we'll are turtles, a tortoise, a tortoise, Mm-mm. they're the same thing.
1: Anyway, she they're started different. She started showing me pictures, my friend at work, uh-huh. she started showing me pictures of these turtles, these tortoises, tortoises. with uh, clothes on. And, Clothes on
3: tortoise? Well, it was, Clothes? I guess, a
1: Christmas picture. So there was like oh, the antlers and all antlers of that. Antlers
3: on a turtle? Yeah. I can see a hat. I can see a
2: hat, yeah.
1: A turtle. And she's always talking about the turtle. So I figured, let's get this nutty turtle lady on. And so she'll be joining us in just a couple of minutes right here on Animal Radio. I also understand there's an update, the story we were covering a couple of weeks back about the uh, the doctor, the veterinarian who... Uh, supposedly mm-hmm. took some animals in to be euthanized and actually kept them alive uh, for transfusions. And uh, yeah. is there new developments on that?
2: Oh, absolutely. There's a $1 million lawsuit now filed in connection with this, and I bet it's just the first of several. Here's the thing, the the, the uh, piece that really got me. Among the five dogs that he supposedly did this with, mm-hmm. one was
1: his own personal pet. Wow.
2: Okay.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's there's something wrong there.
1: Yeah. Harry. You know, in every profession, there's always one or two people that uh, give the whole profession a bad name. Uh, also, what do you think about Turkey and their new laws? Do you think it's something we should have here? We're deeply divided in the studio, I know. Uh, is it too much government oversight or is it something good for our animals? We'd love to talk to you. and We'll go to the phones next on that at 1-866-405-8405. Also, in just a couple of minutes, Tammy's reporting on this weird... St- Blue Buffalo is having an awful time the last few weeks. Uh, They have the Hill Science Diet, which has uh, contacted the National Advertising uh, Organization, some organization like that. Don't quote me on that if that's not the right organization. And they have asked them to retract some of their advertising claims. Now, Perina is suing them. We'll find out. It's big business. It's, you know, it's a $60 billion, Well, the pet industry is $60 billion a year. Thirty-seven of that is in food alone. Wow. And you see all these small companies wow. get swallowed up. And uh, so there's like four or five maybe really even four major players right now uh two weeks ago procter and gamble sold their entire pet division to mars mars mm-hmm. uh the people that make meow mix they already have their uh their pet division over there so it's a huge industry and there's a lot of money at stake and so it's no surprise that there's lawsuits going on tammy will have all the details in just a couple of minutes right here on animal radio oh we're going to go to the phones yeah let's go to the oh, phones. thank you very much hey rick how are you doing Oh, okay where are you calling from today uh, Moline, Illinois. Moline, Illinois. Now, why are you just okay? Is it snowing?
13: No, it's not snowing at all.
1: Just You're just not feeling 100%? So what's going on with your dog or your cat?
13: Really, I don't have a dog or a cat, but uh, my question was, is uh, say your pet dies, and if you thought enough of the animal, say like a dog or a cat, do mm-hmm. you think... Uh, they could embalm the animal like they do to humans before they enter us
6: well yeah uh, it's certainly possible Um, and i can tell you that at least in the uh, pet cemetery that services um, the area in Las Vegas, um, you know, they don't do embalming, but it can be done. The facility just has to have certain licensing to do so. And You know, for some folks, you know, I, I personally, am sure I have a very different opinion than a lot of our listeners. Um, but embalming for many people, yeah, they, they think it's a, you know, a great way to go, especially if you're doing a viewing and you want to preserve your pet. Um, as far as now, this is—I'll be honest, Rick. This is a little strange. You don't even have—are you calling because you have a friend that has uh, an, an animal or a pet, or?
13: Uh, oh, no. But it just a thought crossed my mind. And...
6: Uh huh. Yeah, and and I'd say that you know. A lot of folks, you know, there's cremation, there's burial. So, you know, if you're you're getting into where you you want to bury your pet, embalming may come into play. Um, On the other scheme of things, there are folks that want to actually preserve and have a a physical reminder of their pet with them that they can look at. And um, we've covered this on the show in the past of freeze drying, believe it or not, is a way that people um, can preserve their pets. And it's kind of an alternative to the standard taxidermy and, um, you know, both of those methods are, are ways that you can kind of preserve your pet, if, if that's your I, thing. I,
1: I have a question. So in a, embalming, I guess I thought that that was taxidermy, but embalming is just preserving the body uh, not for display? Or
6: Well, or... It's, it's usually for short-term display. So, like, for people, they embalm and they basically drain the blood and and put in different chemicals and processes that preserve the body so it can be viewed over a period of couple days um since for animals that's just a short-term thing it's not necessarily done as a long-term way to keep your pet around um but as as part of the burial process for many people that might be something they would look at Um, but for that person who wants to kind of have the reminder and put that pet on their shelf or wherever. Um, you know, I think the taxidermy and the freeze drying are kind of the things I've heard of. And I don't, I don't know. I, I, what do you think about this, Rick? Is that something you'd want to do if you had a pet?
13: I've uh, thought it over because uh, embalming is uh, is a dignified and it's a respectful and a sanitary thing, you know, to, uh, before they enter the
1: dead. Mm-hmm. So is it yeah. more of a spiritual thing that you're talking about? Or, or is well, it preserving the animal? Well,
13: what I was—the point I was making—is if uh, one thought enough of the animal, because animals don't have souls.
1: Uh-huh. That, that, uh huh. That—that because I know, like King Tut was embalmed, and there were, that was done for spiritual reasons. So is that what you're talking about?
13: Well, no, because uh, animals are not spiritual beings. But what I'm saying is, if the, is if the pet owner thought enough of the animal, you know to, uh, you know, discard the carcass, you know, in a dignified way.
1: Okay. I've, I've never heard of that before, but thank you so much. I appreciate it. Hopefully that answers some questions for you there, Rick.
13: And I have another question concerning animals. Sure. Okay. If uh, a pet, instead of spaying or neutering the animal, would it be possible that they could vasectomy the male or tie the female's tubes?
6: You know, it's um, for... For the vasectomy aspect of things, it's not generally done because of the behavioral benefits of neutering in decreasing the desire to stray, uh, fights, aggression... Um, and then it also decreases the the rate of um, prostate disease, prostate cancer, testicular cancer. For those reasons, that would be um, falling short of what the goals of neutering have proven to be. Um, So it's it's really not a direction that veterinary medicine has gone and not really something that would be advised for the general well-being of a pet. Now, for the same thing, when we talk about tubes tying in a female dog, that's not really done also for those same reasons because, You know, you still have that source of uh, estrogen, which can lead to mammary cancer, which will cause the hormonal changes, which you'll still have their their heat cycles um they'd still be receptive to males and you could you know stimulate more fighting and and so forth so that really wouldn't have a benefit now what i will tell you though is um kind of a new direction in spaying for dogs is actually where um just the ovaries are removed just an ovariectomy and that's generally done through laparoscopic surgery. And and that has some exciting potentials because it's a really, you know, smaller incision. Um, we remove the heat cycles. We don't have to take their, their entire reproductive tract out. And, um, you know, many believe that may kind of be the new key to minimizing some of the, you know, the negative side effects that we can see with, um, with Spain. And the downside is it can be kind of costly because it takes um, high-tech uh, equipment to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't see that you know either of those uh, tubes being tied or the vasectomy are probably going to go anywhere here in the U.S.
13: Well, I hope that these don't sound like silly or stupid questions.
6: You know, you know they
1: don't sound like silly or stupid questions, but I am scratching my head because you're not a pet owner. Are you yes. thinking? Are you thinking of becoming a pet owner?
13: I've thought it over because me, uh, I'm an animal lover anyway, in fact, I respect dogs and cats more than I do a lot of people. Good Please for you.
1: <laughs> Good for you.
6: Very true. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you for your call today. I appreciate it. Some great questions calling from Moline, Illinois. What's that station out there that you're listening on? I forget that.
13: KCJJ out of uh, Corville, Iowa.
1: Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening today. You're awesome. If you have any questions, give us a call. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. I'm
4: totally speechless. I am too.
6: (laughs) Those were some great questions, I have to say. And, you know, a lot of people sit there in front of me in my exam room and are afraid to ask that. You know, I'm here for neutering. And then they find out the testicles are gone and they're like, Oh my gosh, I thought you were just, you know, just giving them a snip. And it's like, no. So, so, th- you know, there's a lot of, uh, sometimes misperceptions. So it's good to clear it up. He
4: said, yeah. he said one thing that got me a little bit, me that too. the um, pets don't have a soul. Yeah. And, um, and I was going to comment and, and, and I held back, um, but, um, yeah, I, that's one thing I don't believe.
3: Yeah, I guess so there are some people that don't believe it.
4: And... Well, remember, 10 years ago, even
1: less than that, people never thought that animals had sentient feelings or... or could
3: feel pain. Could, feel, could feel pain. pain so mm-hmm. be sad or depressed. And then or... if
1: you remember when we were kids, the dog wasn't even allowed in the house. It mm-hmm. had to stay in a doghouse in the backyard. So mm-hmm. things are changing. Not so much in the U.S. as they are in Turkey. <laughs> I'd love to have your... Calls toll-free at 1-866-405-8405. We'll go back to that in just a couple of seconds. Yes, sir? We've got to talk turkey, are we? are going to talk turkey here. Uh, this portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Litter Robot, which automatically cleans the cat litter for you. You don't need any special supplies or plumbing. Just use your favorite clumping litter and never scoop dirty litter again. It's available at litter Robot.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405
8: 8405. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota Standard L compact tractor, now rolling off the line from Kubota's assembly line in Jefferson, Georgia. With a powerful Kubota diesel engine, standard power steering, ergonomic controls, and a deluxe suspension seat, it's more than ready to work. It's ready to help take your productivity to the next level. Kubota Standard L is a property owner's dream. Powerful, versatile, and comfortable. Choose from two-wheel drive or four-wheel drive models with gear or HST transmission options to make sure you get the right combination of power and performance for your needs. Plus, there's a wide range of performance-matched Kubota implements to help you get even more done, including a quick-attached front-end loader and backhoe. Think of all you can get done and all you can save with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota Standard L Compact Tractors, built for the best things in life.
2: Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. We've talked about
3: Stella and Chewy's family of freeze-dried and frozen dinners for dogs. Now we're pleased to share two new exotic dinner additions, Simply Venison and Absolutely Rabbit. Both are made with 90% single-source protein and enhanced with organic fruits and vegetables. Each are fortified with vitamins, minerals, and probiotics to be 100% complete and balanced. Stella and Chewy's, the official food of Ladybug, Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, only the good stuff. For more information, go to Stella and Chewy's.
9: Did you know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right? That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866. And with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at Advanced Auto Parts when you buy 5 quarts of Valvoline motor oil and an oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30, 2014. Go to Valvoline-USA.com for more info. Hey, this
11: is Big Ant from Rescue Inc. Remember, stay new to your animal and abusers are losers. Now back to Animal Radio.
1: Hey, Jim, how you doing?
19: Doing wonderful, thank you. How are you tonight?
1: Good. Where are you calling from? Studio City. From Los Angeles area. What's going on?
19: Well, I was just driving along here with, uh, I'm transporting a German Shepherd service dog in the back of my Volvo wagon. I've been a dog trainer for 20 years, been really all through the topic you're talking about as far as dogs and taking care of them and pets and animals, Seen all kinds of different owners, and I have an opinion about what you were discussing as far as turkey and the the licensing and the training.
1: Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing, and do you think it's something that would work here in the U.S.?
19: Uh, I think it's uh, completely a bad thing, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Uh, as much as I love dogs, and I've spent 20 years being a professional dog trainer, I think we need to keep things in perspective. And if you're going to have that type of legislation and enforcement about ownership of pets and make it that of much of an encumbrance for people to own pets, you're actually going to take good dog owners and make them less interested. I think that people that want to take care of their animals always have, always want to learn, always do the right thing. People that don't, don't. You don't have this type of rules for having a child. You gotta keep it proportionate. Maybe what we should do is we should have if you're gonna have a child, you should have classes and licenses. (laughs) If people learn how to be better parents They'll learn how to take care of their pets. Uh. The problem people don't know how to nurture and take care of themselves and others. And that starts with being a human being, not just with taking care of dogs and cats and birds and fish. So you gotta keep proportionate. Uh, animals are wonderful, but we but but you're not going to make people better dog owners the way you by forcing to get licenses. What you gotta do is have much stronger penalties that are enforced for people who don't take care of their pets and animals properly. Use that money to fund the, the paperwork and the enforcement and let people have a fun and enjoyable experience with the majority of our responsible owners. But I say get a license to have a child and have to take classes, and within 20 years, you'll have better pet owners.
1: Here, here, Jim. I, yeah, I, I like that. I like opinion. that idea. That's yeah. good. Thank you so much for calling 1-866-405-8405. What do you think? Turkey's putting on a bunch of new laws, lots of new legislation that really would it work here or not to protect our animals? What Jim just said, some wise, wise thinking went into that. It makes there. a lot of sense. Hey, Violet, Hello. how are you doing? Fine. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today?
7: Uh California over in Arcadia.
1: Over in Arcadia, okay. What's going on? What's uh the animals I have are? Paying?
7: A puppy here I'm babysitting uh-huh. and they're actually he's she's actually eating
6: poop. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy stuff, isn't it?
7: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I catch her every single time.
6: Yeah. Is she eating her own poop or other dogs' poop?
7: Other dog's poop.
6: <laughs> okay. So That's she's
15: the not name your of my dog? new dog food or D P.
6: Um, they're giving
7: her blue buffalo.
6: Okay. And so she's not your dog, she's just in no, your care for some mine.
7: time? No, I have her for two
6: months. Oh, okay. All right, well, you got a little time you can work with this. Um, and eating poop is definitely a very normal behavior that dogs have. So uh, we have to remember our dogs are not some kind of weirdos. This is actually a normal behavior that the mother dog does when she has little newborns. Um, they, she has to lick and clean their backsides and ingest their urine and feces. So that's kind of what they have to do to stimulate them and also to keep those predators away and keep all those signals away from those predators. So um, the trick is... Um, there is no single trick. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of it gets down to supervision and redirecting attention to other things. So for me, uh, it's all about exhausting a puppy, not letting them get bored, and hanging out around the stool. So pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely supervise the dog when they're out in the potty area. Um, but really, we have to exhaust dogs, get them tired, and if she does go run into the poop I don't make a big deal about it I just kind of redirect I carry a squeaky toy and go squeaky 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 and I make the dog follow me um so for me that's kind of my big thing and how I like to manage that and then just not chasing them uh, because that definitely will make the game more fun um Mm -hmm. and uh Alan do you have anything
15: just everything you said is right on. I mean, you know, it, people get so freaked out when they see dogs eating poop or humping other dogs. And, you know, that is just normal dog behavior. Uh, to people, it's very disgusting and gross, but to dogs, it's like a regular everyday thing. And, you know, you just have to teach them that that's not a behavior that you want, but you have to go about it calmly and you have to be very, like Dr. Debbie said, redirect them when they're puppies because, you know, they got the attention span of a, it's like a one second attention span. So just redirect them. Them, correct them gently, and bring them to something else, and do it over and over and over. And like Dr. Debbie said, supervise them. If you're not there to supervise the dog at all times and you're trying to correct a problem, it's not going to work. So when you can't supervise, keep that dog attached to you by a leash or put him in a kennel or a crate so that he can't do the behavior, okay? And make sure he can't do the behavior. And pick it up as quickly as possible, too. Just like Dr. Debbie said, that's all good stuff. She,
7: she'll play and play and play and play, and then suddenly she decides when she gets bored, she just... Wants to go over and see what that person's doing and when they're taking a poop, I'm like, no, no, no. And then she walks away. Or...
15: I mean, did you say people were taking poops?
7: She <laughs> she's funny. She's a little shih tzu, but she's cute as a button. <laughs> but I've well, just tell, never tell seen them. them have go to town on it.
6: <laughs> they do. There's something just delightful. And you know, cat poop is even better. So uh, I guess mm. you should be thankful. It's just the dog poop. <laughs> yeah,
7: yeah. I'm glad, yeah. Yeah, because my friend just went through something else with her dogs, and I told her to call the emergency. So.
6: Don't mind.
7: Yeah, they got a hold of
6: Roach
15: Hotel. Oh. Oh, man.
7: Yeah, and I told her, you know, you got to call them. I, I, I got to call them. <laughs> so she did.
1: Well, Violet, thank you for doing such good work with the animals. Well, be well and stay in touch with us, okay? I know you will. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405.
20: I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and adopt from your local shelter. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, are people, too. A canine cop is out of a job in England. Buster, a two-year-old German shepherd, performed well during his 14-week training period, but it all went downhill once he started walking the beat. His police handler, David Stevenson, said Buster had a total lack of drive and motivation. Stevenson said Buster once walked right by a suspect who was hiding in a garden, and when they'd patrol the streets together, instead of deterring the late-night drunken, rowdy crowd, Buster would wag his tail and eat their french fries. Since his firing, Buster has found a new profession. He's now a pet to a family where wagging his tail is pretty much all that's required. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio.
3: Animals are people too. Animal Radio.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com.
16: Log on, learn more. Little Bo Peep has lost her sheep because someone broke into her apartment and stole all her sheep not to mention a 50-inch flat-screen TV. Luckily, the GEICO Insurance Agency had helped her with renter's insurance, and she got full replacement. She has since trained her sheep to do voice impressions of various attack dogs, and now feels very safe. Visit GEICO.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer canine caviar, visit caninecaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life.
10: It's Sam Adams' summer ale season.
15: I love the summer ale. Cheers.
10: Cheers. summertime's here. I like
15: the citrus. Crisp and refreshing.
16: It's light. It's not too hoppy. The grains
15: of paradise add a nice little spice to the beer. Smooth refreshing.
16: It's summertime time for Sam Adams summer ale. It's
15: perfect. It'd
10: be great for cookouts, spending some time outdoors. This is the experience for a Sam Adams summer.
8: I could drink that all summer long. It's really a good beer. It really is. Definitely a good summer beer.
10: Brewed especially for summer. Sam Adams summer ale. Boss beer. Gold Bond presents Shaquille O'Neal.
0: So I'm hanging out with my Gold Bond buddies, and they're like, Shaq, Shaq, great job with the Gold Bond powder spray. People love it. So I'm soaking in the good vibes, kicking off my shoes. Next thing I know, they're coming out with a new foot powder spray. Boom. Shaq strikes again.
10: Gold Bond No Mess Powder Spray cools and refreshes your body. And new Gold Bond Foot Powder Spray has two times the odor-absorbing powders to do the same for your feet. Stay cool
0: with Gold Bond.
2: This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Drs. Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Now, here's the latest on a story we reported on last week and that has literally been on fire on the Internet. Remember this, the couple whose dog was supposed to be euthanized but was allegedly kept alive by a veterinarian in Fort Worth, Texas? And that dog was used as a blood donor. Well, that family has filed a $1 million lawsuit now against Dr. Lou Tierce. Jamie and Marion Harris say that their new vet says Sid was abusively kenneled. That's how they phrased it. And now the 4-year-old, 170-pound Leon Berger has many serious problems, including needing surgery for bulging discs and some paralysis because he wasn't allowed out of this kennel. Mm. Now, what he doesn't have is the congenital spine defect that Dr. Tierce cited as a reason to put him down. Tierce has reportedly admitted to the Texas Veterinary Board that he kept five dogs alive to be used as blood donors when they were supposed to be euthanized, including his own personal pet. A war in the pet food industry is heating up right now. Nestle's Purina Pet Care has filed a lawsuit against Blue Buffalo. Purina accusing its rival of false advertising about what's in its dog and cat foods. Blue Buffalo promotes its foods as all natural with no poultry byproduct, meals, or no corn, no wheat, no soy. But according to the lawsuit, Purina says it hired an independent lab to test several Blue Buffalo foods and found all those things in there. Perina wants the court to force Blue Buffalo to run commercials correcting its claims of being all-natural and to pay damages to Perina for profits, it says, were a result of the false advertising and amounted to unfair competition. Now, Blue Buffalo standing by its products and says Perina's lab results were based on, quote, some kind of weird science. Now, here's another story, I love this, that proves you just should never give up on a missing animal. This one is about a family in New Jersey whose terrier pit bull mix got out of their backyard during Superstorm Sandy. This was back in October of 2012 when that hurricane hit. Chuck James and the family, they looked everywhere for reckless and finally just a few weeks ago gave up and went to the animal shelter to adopt a new dog into the family. And you can probably guess what happens next here, even though it's totally amazing. Hmm. There was Reckless in the first kennel that they went to. The shelter says he'd been picked up as a stray. Nobody knows where he's been all this time, but he's in pretty good shape. And he is back with the James family who are still living in a hotel while their home is being fixed. But I bet they don't care a bit now because Reckless is back. I'm Tammy Trudeau. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed.
9: you You know it took 39 versions to get the American flag just right. That's proof that great things get even better when they're reinvented. Valvoline's been reinventing motor oil since 1866, and with our all-American roots, we thought it was time to celebrate our legacy by giving away a free American flag. Available at Advanced Auto Parts when you buy five quarts of Valvoline motor oil and an oil filter starting at $22.99. See store for restrictions and details. Flag offer expires September 30, 2014. Go to valvoline-usa.com for more info.
10: What's the best way to bring people together? T-shirts! T-shirts. Custom T-shirts that you design online with Custom Ink. Custom Inc. has created over 50 million shirts for families, teams, reunions, church groups, cheerleaders, companies big and small on-time delivery is guaranteed and we'll even ship your order absolutely free
7: start designing your custom ink t-shirts today and see why 99% of our customers say they would order from us again visit customink.com
5: this tuesday it's the premiere of nbc's new medical drama the night shift
10: tc was an army ranger
5: battlefield doc he's a hero driven to save
4: everyone but himself i keep having these dreams i keep reliving that moment
8: let me help you
4: But how
5: can she heal the man who broke her heart? I can't stop thinking about you. The Night Shift premieres Tuesday at 10, 9 central after the premiere of America's Got Talent on NBC.
1: back to the phones in just a couple of minutes. Toll free, one 405 8405 for Dr. Debbie, dog trainer Alan Cable, and dog father Joey Volani all here for you. Okay, here's the story you've been waiting for all this time about this pet that was found alive after 30 years. It happened back in 1982. It the, was lost
3: back in 1982. It was
1: lost back in 1982. Yeah. The Almeida family was having their home renovated. And then, uh, during that renovation, apparently their tortoise Manuela disappeared. They uh, assumed she had escaped. Thirty-two years later, the Almedas were cleaning out their upstairs storage room when their father had literally been hoarding a ton of old furniture and broken electronic equipment, and found Manuela alive and well. So yes,
2: in a storage room did- this time. Yeah. What did they eat? How did survive? What? Exactly.
1: Lots of questions, but we do know that uh, it was a tortoise. You you were probably wondering all this last hour and a half. What animal would be lost and found after 30 years? It was a tortoise. And then, and again, I don't know the difference between a turtle and a tortoise, and that's why I figured we'd get the expert on. We have Lisa Wynn. She is the vice president of Too Slow, which is T O O S L O, which stands for. The t- Turtle Organization of San Luis Obispo, is that correct? Oh, you got it. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Hello. How are you doing today?
20: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: Well, you know, I've been telling everybody about this crazy turtle lady down <laughs> <laughs> at the other lady, jo- Tortoise lady. What is the difference between yeah. a turtle and a tortoise?
20: Okay. Uh, the difference between a turtle and a tortoise. A tortoise lives in, on the land, and it is mostly either tropical or desert. A turtle needs water. So a sea uh-huh. turtle you're going to always find it in the sea. It's only going to come out on land when it has, when it's going to lay eggs. A pond turtle is going to come out on a log and maybe sun itself, get itself all nice and warm, and then it will go back into the water. And it will come out on the land, too, to lay eggs. So a turtle needs water to survive. A tortoise lives on land, but it, it does need water. It needs to drink water, but it doesn't need to survive in water.
1: Well, Tammy, our news director here, I just found mm-hmm. out we're learning so many things uh, about her. She just joined about a month ago, yeah. and I just realized that she has one of these African-spurred tortoises.
2: <gasps> oh, my sure gosh. Sure uh,
1: Yeah, that's Cecil. Se- yeah, that's how o- awesome. How old is Cecil?
2: Well, we're not sure because he was actually given to me by one of my students about a year and a half ago. Okay. But maybe you can tell me because Cecil is about, you know, he's kind of oblong, okay. but on his longest side, he's about Uh, I'd say 20 inches. So how old would that make him?
20: Well, gosh, he could probably be in his teens. Okay. Yeah, is his shell shell bumpy or is it smooth? Oh, yes.
2: Oh, no, it's very bumpy.
20: Very bumpy. So that means, um, so we call that pyramiding. And Mm -hmm. so that means that it's not getting a proper diet, unfortunately. um, Okay. So it's kind of hard to tell how old, but if he's about 20 inches, he could be Mm -hmm. in his late teens.
2: Okay, because he's eating good, good good quality turtle chow, and then he gets his greens and that sort of thing. But we've only, like I said, had him about a year and a half of yeah. his life.
20: Yeah, unfortunately, Unfortunately, um, you know, when they live out in the wild, they eat all the wild grasses and the mm-hmm. and the wild plants. Now, when when we bring them into captivity, they're eating. We're feeding them like romaine lettuce, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And ice, not iceberg. Don't feed them iceberg. But um, no, he
2: he gets romaine,
20: romaine, and red lettuce, and all that. Well, believe it or not, that's kind of considered like junk food to tortoises. Really? Yeah, Ooh. it's good for us, but it's like junk uh-huh. food for them. So what we try and do is feed them a lot of um, grasses. Like Bermuda grass, that's like the best. Oh. and so oh. so when you see that pyramiding, that just means that you know you, you know they've been been in captivity, and it, mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do. You can it'll never go away. But you know as long as they're getting a proper diet now, it won't get any worse.
2: Okay, so we just need to go pull up some grass out of the yard yeah. pretty much. Really. Yeah,
20: just pull up some grass and, and, you know, dandelions. I love dandelions. That's like candy okay. to them. And, hey,
2: yeah, I, use for dandelions. Usually I hate them and throw them out. This is good. Trust me,
20: I can't grow them. I'm the only person that <laughs> oh, can't <no>. grow dandelions.
2: <laughs> Everybody else in the world has millions of
20: them. Me, yeah, me. No, forget it. You know, they, my tortoises love them, so I always pick them whenever I see them.
1: How big can Tammy expect Cecil will get?
20: Well, Cecil is the third largest tortoise in the world, and he'll probably get to about 150 pounds plus. Wow! And probably wow. live about over 100 years. Now, the largest one I've seen is down at the Ojai Salcata Project Center, and that he is uh, his name's Rambo, and he's 250 pounds. Holy moly! How... I I don't know how old he is. How lo-
1: How old will they live to?
20: About over 100 years, probably about 150
3: years, maybe.
1: So you really got to care time. for them like in your will or something. Oh
20: yeah, I yeah oh, he's in
3: there. Oh, he's. Well, no. are they like goldfish? Will they only grow the size of the no. enclosure they're in? No,
20: they'll no. just grow and grow.
1: Wow. Yeah, no. Well, Lisa, you have 8 of them. 8 of these African spurred yes. tortoises, and there's obviously a club for them, so I'm I'm guessing a lot of people have tortoises.
20: A lot of people in this county have tortoises. Uh slow Slow's been around for about 22 years, uh, maybe 23 years. And it's, we're part of the chapter of the California Turtle and Tortoise Club. Uh-huh. And that chapter, or I'm sorry, excuse me, that club is the umbrella for all of the chapters of the Tortoise Club. So there are 13 chapters in California right now, all up and down California. And what we do is we take in all turtles and tortoises, and we try and adopt them out. And did- this year, the CTTC, which is the California Turtle Club... The California Turtle and Tortoise Club is turning 50 years old this year.
3: Wow. Is there, or was there at one time, a law against owning these turtles? turtles? No.
20: Only the only law that that there is is for the desert tortoises. Oh. Ah, okay. Now the desert tortoises is is the California state reptile, and that tortoise you cannot take it from the wild because it is an endangered species. So, but we do have those come into our our organization for adoption. So what we do is we take them in, make sure they have a good, clean bill of health, and then what we try and do is try and um, match them to the right person, and we'll adopt them out. And then we what we do is we go out and do yard checks, make sure they have the proper enclosure, proper food, proper heating, and that kind of stuff because those, those guys do hibernate. And then once we get them ready to go for adoption, then we have the new parents fill out an adoption form, and they also fill out a form for the U.S., no, wait, excuse me, I'm trying to think of the name. It's um, Fish and Game, but now it's Fish and Wildlife Service. Oh. Um, they give them, they issue them a tag. Oh. So then those oh. those new animals that are not already tagged will get tagged, and then they can go to their new home.
3: What Do they make good pets? Do they have personalities?
20: Oh, yeah. Mine have great personalities, yeah. I think they make great pets, personally.
1: Are they better than they're, they're cats fine. or dogs in some ways?
20: In some ways, they're very quiet. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't bark mm-hmm. and they don't meow. And they. You put them out in your grass. They'll chew down all your grass for you. They love succulents. So they'll. They'll. They'll mow down your backyard for you. in No time flat.
1: Can't sleep with them though.
20: You can't. You know, it's kind of hard to sleep with them.
1: I understand that cleaning up after them is is a a big deal.
20: That could be a big deal because if you can imagine a two hundred and fifty pound tortoise, you can imagine the cleanup.
3: Do they hibernate? Mm-hmm.
20: These guys don't. don't. The African spurred door- tortoises do not hibernate, but the desert tortoise does.
4: Ever get aggressive
8: at all?
20: They can. The, the males can get aggressive when it's during mating season. The males will get aggressive with each other.
8: Really? What yep. will they do?
20: Flipping they will. Seven. They'll kind of ram each other and and try and knock each other over and.
1: Just, on their back?
20: Yeah, they'll try and knock each other <laughs> on their back. Yeah.
1: I do that with Alan because they Cady. can't write themselves. No,
20: they can't. They it's get tough. turned over. They, yeah. they can, but it's not easy. Because what they're doing is, once they're on their back, they're actually laying on their lungs,
3: oh. and so it's
20: really hard for them to write themselves back over. So I'm always oh, yeah. constantly out there watching mine because they, you know, they do fall over.
3: How long can they survive if they're on their back?
20: I don't know. It's, it's just you depends. don't want to
3: find out. <laughs>
20: we don't want to find out. Yeah, because it's, it would be a horrible way to go.
0: You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android.
1: So many questions, so little time. We were with Lisa Wynn. She is the vice president of the Two Slow Club, which is a, a tortoise club in San Luis Obispo County. And that's in California, Central California. If you're... Wherever you are, there's probably an organization near where you live that you could look out and uh, find. Great pets, according to Lisa here. I know Tammy had a question about cleaning. What was it, cleaning? Or what was your question, Tammy?
2: Well, I got a question. I got to tell you one funny thing. I got warned about, because I I don't like to wear shoes. I wear sandals all the time. And Uh I got warned if I have any kind of red or pink toenail polish (laughs) to be really careful, because Cecil will think my toes are berries and try to bite them. Exactly. Yep, I do that, too. Uh-huh. Well, here was my question. I was told, uh because we did a lot of research when we got Cess, because we'd never had a guy like him before, that we need to oil his shell. Because we're in Southern California, and mm-hmm. it's, it gets pretty hot where we are. Is that true? Do we have to oil his shell? And, and I, so what do we oil it with?
20: I've never heard of oiling it.
2: Hmm. Okay. okay,
1: there you go.
20: Yeah, I've never heard of that. Now you do need to soak them, uh, oh. provide a big enough water area, uh, like a bathtub outside or not, not uh-huh. a bathtub, but a kiddie pool or something so that yeah. they could go in and soak themselves. Cause if it gets too hot, oh. they want, they might want to go in and cool off and they can also um, absorb some of that water through their shell. How high would the water be? Probably to cover up his legs. Okay. So that he could actually like get in there and sit down and be you know oh, cool. have part of his shell submerged, but okay. I have not heard of the oiling. I'm writing that down right now to check into that.
1: Okay. Now Lisa has a picture of her tortoise with wearing antlers, uh, dressing up with uh, the chihuahua. I guess the chihuahua and the tortoise get along fine. Yes, I do. Uh, you, you have these guys, eight of them, in your will. I take it. Yes, I do. So what, what do you what do you have What are you prepared for? I mean,
20: well, when we're prepared, because they're going to outlive me. Uh huh. Most likely. And so what I did was I decided that we have a problem with uh, with people getting older and having all these tortoises, and then they pass away. And then the club actually acquired about 400 tortoises from somebody who had passed away. Oh. So we just wanted to get the wow. word out there about, you know, we've got to provide for these guys. So I do have them in my will. They go to my friend. and she
1: Does your does, friend know?
20: Yes, she does. Okay.
1: yeah,
20: yeah she does know. And uh, she gets a lump sum of money. That goes with the tortoises, and uh, I told her that, you know, you get this money, you get the tortoises, and then you can do what you want with them. But the money, some of the money has to go with the tortoises to make sure they're provided for.
3: Uh, You know, when I was growing up, my mom had about 10 of them when I was a teenager, and she used to take red fingernail polish and put our address on the bottom of their shelves because they would always get out the gate. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
20: Yeah, we see a lot of that. Uh, But they actually can do uh, tagging, uh, microchipping.
1: Before we let you go, there was big scares about salmonella. Is that anything yes. we need to worry about?
20: Just uh, be careful with the, especially the red-eared sliders. Those are the water turtles. And you never want to get a turtle that's um, smaller than four inches. That They are actually illegal to acquire. So, you want to make sure that they are over four inches. And that's just because when, when um, if they're little, especially with the children, they're holding the tortoises, they put their fingers in their mouth. Don't put your handling. turtles in your
1: mouth. I know Don't that was Don't put with...
20: your turtles in your mouth yes. and wash your hands afterwards.
1: The uh, yes. website, tortoise.org. What are we going to find there?
20: That's tortoise.org is the California Turtle and Tortoise Club website. So, that's all the information. Everything is on there. All of our. Past archived gazettes, a gazette called the Tortuga, and all kinds of information you ever wanted to know about your tortoise, turtle, and tortoise place to go.
4: There you go. I have learned so much today, Lisa. Thanks for joining us.
20: You're welcome. Thank you.
4: We should have show and tell day. Bring the bring the tortoises in one day.
9: Hi, this is Paul Reiser, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Every minute you're here, you're not harming someone else. I don't know what that means. (laughs) If it's usable,
5: use it. Otherwise, cut it and get
9: out. This is Animal Radio, baby.
1: A boob of the studio cat who usually sits <laughs> comfortably in the corner. He's asleep. for the Yeah, totally asleep for the whole show, which, you know, gave me a complex for the first few years. Uh, but uh, today, Judy brought into the studio a pet box.
3: It's a cat pet box, specifically for cats.
1: And this includes all kinds of goodies for cats, and as soon as she brought it into the (laughs) studio, Boog, the studio stunt cat, got up and went over to the box and is... Started digging through it. Digging through the box there. So what we're about to talk about is something that uh, is for your cats or dogs. It's a regular subscription service, box service, and there's several out there, but this this one stands above the rest, and I'll tell you why. There's a lot of reasons for it. I want to welcome... Here, can you hold that for a second, Judy?
7: Yes, I'll keep... You hold the pet box.
1: The co-founder and CEO of PetBox, Sean Conlin, is joining us. Hi, Sean. How are you doing?
18: Hey guys, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you.
1: You're causing havoc in the studio here. I'm telling you that right now.
18: <laughs> I know. We loaded it with extra catnip, so he's probably going nuts over there. So now,
1: tell me, there there are other subscription services. Tell us what you do and why you're different.
18: Yeah, that's that's a really good question. So basically, um, we ship to both cats and dogs, so we cater to both both clients. Um, and we actually it's really unique because you actually get to go in as as a member of Petbox and customize your own shipment with certain products that you um, you know wanna have on that monthly basis. So we're currently the only subscription box out there where you can customize each and every monthly shipment.
1: Yep, I like that because there might be something that your your cat or dog likes more of, mm-hmm. and something that they don't like. So it's it's great that you can customize it. But you
3: might want to try something
1: new. Yeah,
18: exactly. And we have a lot of really unique options too, where you can. Uh, one of the most recent products we added are little uh, t shirts for dogs. They're super cute.
3: <laughs> well, this
1: is also a great gift for somebody who has a dog. A, subscri- a subscription to the service. Now you've had over sixty thousand shipments. Uh, and what, less than a year?
18: Yes. Yeah, so we actually we just uh, crossed the year mark on May 1st of this year, so uh, we're officially one year old.
1: <laughs> Holy moly, 60,000 shipments is a lot. Oh, that's good. So what is the subscription cost, and what all will we find in that box when we open it up?
18: So it ranges from $29 to $39 a month, and that really just depends on which subscription plan you sign up for. So the month-to-month option, where you can cancel at any time, uh, is $39 a month. And if you prepay for the full year, that actually breaks down to twenty nine. And the nice thing is, each and every shipment has a retail value of fifty dollars or more. Plus, you're getting the free shipping with that too. So, really, it's about seventy five dollars worth of stuff that you're getting.
1: It's like Christmas every day. It is like Christmas because you got the treats in there, you got toys in there. What else you have in there?
18: There's accessories. We've got grooming items. Um, we've got Paul and body wipes from John Paul Pet. We've got shampoos, conditioners. Uh, like I said, the T-shirts. We just added uh, some collars for dogs as well. So there's really a wide array of, of products. So you're, you're going to be able to try those new products every month, but ultimately um, pack some, some cool, cute stuff in there, too, that you wouldn't normally purchase.
1: I am concerned about what I feed my cats, treats, whether it's treats or food, where it's made. Where is this stuff
8: made?
18: So all of our edibles are made here in the United States. Um, that was first and foremost what's important to us, being dog and cat lovers, is that we are giving our own pets um, those premium, healthy products.
3: So if I have a small dog I'm able to select like small items instead of really big toys balls that she couldn't play with?
18: Yeah, exactly. And and you know another thing too is some dogs are are really tough chewers. So we have those items in there. Although no toy is really indestructible at, at any point, but um you know there's there's hard rubber toys, there's soft plush toys. My dog is a golden retriever and ironically, you know, he likes the really soft plush toys. He doesn't really destroy them. So <laughs> we like to to cater to him to get those, but um, ultimately, you can go through and, and choose any any option that you would like. So if I
1: if I couldn't afford a full year, I can just buy one box, right? Yeah, exactly. You can just do one shipment, um, and then like you said, all the way up to that full year.
3: Can you do a shipment like if I wanted to give it, you know, like one month's shipment to a friend or something as a gift?
18: Yeah, so you can send the gifts. Uh, those are. You can do the one-month gift. You can do a three-month, six-month, or a 12-month.
1: Oh, I like that. And uh, there's a good side to this, another good side to this. For every Pet Box purchased, you're helping out rescue animals, right?
18: Yeah, so we have an awesome partner out of Des Moines, Iowa, called Bogo Bowl. And what we do every Friday is on our social media community, so Facebook and Instagram, um, we host what's called hashtag Pet Box Fridays. And that's where our community votes on where we send this weekly shipment of hundreds of pounds of food, um, to shelters or rescues all over the country.
1: Okay, so let's give out the website here. What? Where, yeah, it's, where, it's
18: w- www.getpetbox.com.
1: Getpetbox.com. That's a great... Yep. Now, how did you come up with this particular idea? Did you look at other models and say, how, how could I do it better or, or what? You sound like a young guy. Actually,
18: yeah, yeah, I am. I'm actually 27. So, yeah. <laughs> um this is my third third company that I've founded. What, what were the and other two companies? So the other two were branding and marketing companies for um, high schools and universities. So we really focused on creating a brand image um, within the community that was consistent with more of a professional team. So I've really gotten you know branding and marketing, and uh, with PetBox, you know, we were looking at uh, Birchbox. On, ironically, is where where the model kind of came from. And we were um, doing some research on them, and we're, you know, avid pet lovers. So we're like, wow, why don't we do this for the pen industry? Tweak it a little bit, allow people to customize their shipments, and ever since we've we've been uh, signing more and more people up each and every month.
1: Well, this should be it. They should uh, you should have to get new offices now after this interview. <laughs>
6: yeah, and you know I have to say, Sean, Sean, this is a great idea. And for someone like me, I have a new puppy in my home, and I'm finding that the toys are not lasting, but you know, a week. Um, so Uh-oh. for me to get a fresh supply of toys and and even things that I you know might not have thought of that they'd like. Um, that would be a great way to discover what uh, new things your pet would like.
18: Yeah, that's a great point. And we, you know, what we do is we sift through all the thousands of pet products out there, and we really narrow narrow it down to those premium ones that are going to be healthy and, and fun for your pet to enjoy each and every month.
1: Okay. Well, now we can allow the uh, cat. Okay, we'll get, to, get, I can give him the, the box. box. He can have the box now. <laughs> now that we see what's what's in it, and he can. It's he looks so happy. I it know. Just, well, that's like, also. I guess that's also part of the treat. Yeah. You get the box too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. getpetbox.com. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
18: Thanks for having me on, guys. I appreciate
1: it. Well, that's all we have time for today. Remember, you can download the Animal Radio app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. It's a free download. Do it now so you don't forget. If you have any questions during the week, ask your questions directly. From from the app or listen to the show anytime you want. I want to thank Samantha Martin from the amazing Acro Cats as well as Turtle Lady, Turtle Crazy Lady. And I only talk to her like that because she is a friend. Lisa Wynn, thank you so much for coming on the show today. And Sean Conlon. We'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here on this fine station.
3: Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
16: Is Animal Art Radio
7: Network. Network.